Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to episode 91 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and in this episode, Holly and I are talking about the National Running Show, which took place last weekend. This was a big event for us as we were doing a talk on stage and we were a bit nervous about it. Thankfully, it's all over and done with now and it went better than we could ever have expected. We also talk about stress and how that can affect our training negatively, something I'd be interested to hear from you about if this is something that has also happened to you. And then we talk about that Samsung advert and how I got caught up in a bit of a media storm. We talk about the danger of the ad in that it emphasises the belief that women feel safe and are empowered on every run, which isn't representative, and at the same time undermines our campaigning to make women feel safer. We then have a few emails to discuss. One of them is a question about breathing, which we will address with the help of an expert in a forthcoming episode. And we have a couple of brilliant, embarrassing stories. Thank you so much. More please. Women's Running and Earth Runs have joined together to help make a massive impact on our environment. Sunday the 5th of June is Global Environment Day, a day where if you simply sign up through Earth Runs for a one-hour challenge to run, walk, cycle or roll for 60 minutes, then for every minute you are moving forward, a tree will be planted for you. Find out more at earthruns.com forward slash tree hour and join us to plant as many trees as we can and make a huge difference. Every run and every minute counts. Yeah, so um, how are you? I'm fine. Yeah. 
I, d- I don't believe you. <laughs> I am fine. I think I'm fine. Yeah. But there's just there's a lot going on with with work at the moment for both of us, isn't there? There um, is, yeah. Which is a bit bonkers. It's all quite exciting. There's lots of things that I'm really excited about. Yeah. Um, for example, as we've just been discussing at length but you know (laughs) when this podcast episode comes out we're not even going to be remotely worried about anymore because it will be uh it'll be you know done and we we can relax about the the running show i'm talking about the national running show where esther and i are going to be speaking on i believe the same stage as paula radcliffe not at the same time Oh. oh, have I made that up? I thought <laughs> I you told know. me that. I okay. didn't tell you that. No, I've no. Oh, no, I wouldn't have thought she. She's not going to be on our stage, surely. I think our stage is little. With about I'm an going to say, five. okay. Well, what I'm going to say then is on the on the same bill. We're on the bill with her. We are definitely on the same. Yeah. But there are three stages at the national running show normally. Um, so oh, I think I I think I made up that we were on. The, oh, don't tell my well, my mum will listen to this episode probably. Sorry oh. about that, mum. Oh, well, we'll, we'll find out. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be on the National Running Show. We will have been at the National Running Show. Saturday just gone. Yes. Um, South, Running Show South. Um, oh, I hope we're not on at the same time as Paula Radcliffe. Oh, that happened to me. Do you remember? Yeah. I just, that happened I just at, thought about that. That happened at Run Fest Run when I was interviewing Lisa Jackson, um, which was a really nice laid back, absolutely. So this is years ago. So it was a really lovely laid back interview but made it even more laid back due to the fact that Paul Radcliffe was talking at the same time on yeah, a different stage. Suddenly half, the, <laughs> half of the audience might just sort of get up and walk away and we'll go, what? I didn't remember that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And because yeah, bloody Paul has started yeah. mounting yeah. off somewhere else. Well, we've kind of, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure well, she'll be great. She will but. be amazing. But I think we've decided to basically, we're, we're doubling up our efforts, aren't we? Because um, we, we, I have to talk in the kind of strange past tense here. We will have been speaking to uh, <laughs> Emma Kirk Odenubi and um, uh, Sabrina Pace Humphreys mm. um, about trail running um, and strength for trail runners. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's going it, to. I mean, it's going to be brilliant, isn't it? Because neither of us know the first thing about that. So um, we're no, going to be asking. I you know, didn't in even realise. <laughs> oh yeah, it's going to be a bit of classic. We were just saying that. Are, are we the sort of Dick and Dom of running where we're <laughs> yeah, just gonna, we we're just going to be running around sort of, I don't know, gunging each other while they're having yeah. a serious conversation. Shouting bogeys. Shouting yeah. bogeys. But, yeah. <laughs> but it's true. Um, I'm very excited. I didn't even realise that I had ever been on a trail run until yeah. approximately 15 minutes ago when I told Esther <laughs> I'd never been on a trail run. And she's like, yeah, you have. Yeah, in a really so, school mummy way as well, because I was looking at something yeah. else and I went, yes, you have. Yes, you have. And, and Holly was like, what, 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 when did I do that? When did they... <laughs> I went, what, cross country as a child? And you went, no, 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 no. Yeah. So actually thinking about it, I mean. It was park run, should, by the way, it's park it run. It was park, park run, that you did that run. And I have yeah. done a couple of park runs. I also have done Cheltenham and Cardiff and they were uh, also on grass, which I'm there, going see. to refer to as trail trail <laughs> it is anything that's not a pavement right it's trail it's trail so it's worth kind of I think it's actually like we're laughing about it but it's actually an important distinction to make because yeah. lots of people are put off trails because they think oh god I'm I'm, well, I'm not going to run on that because that means like fell running or it means you know oh, leaping totally from, from cliff top to cliff top and and coastal running and you know uh bogs and cross country and all this kind of stuff but actually round your local park is a trail is in run fact, trail running yeah 
So I had no idea, but I suppose technically all sorts of things that we've done. I've, I'm, I've confused myself now because I don't think I have done Cardiff, but I, I did do, I tell you what I did there. It was a race for life. And that ah. was the most gentle little jaunt for a lovely cause round yeah. the 5k round, round the park there. Uh-huh. Um, but I suppose, yeah, technically, you know, it wasn't road running. No, it was, it, it was, yeah. So I'm and really excited. Has to be one of the two, road or trail. Yeah. So, um, so you are officially a trail runner. I'm officially a trail runner. Esther's officially an ultra runner. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> By 0. 0.6 of a mile, but I am clinging on to that. <laughs> By attending the Cardiff race for life, but I'm clinging oh, on to go. that. There we go. So, it's amazing. Cling so, on. Anyway, yeah. So, so that's what we will have been talking about. Um, yeah. Hopefully, not making total twats of ourselves on stage, but probably. Um, so that's probably, probably. That, that will have been worth going on. Uh, Hopefully none of you filmed it if you came along um, and there'll be no actual evidence of us no. being idiots. So uh, no. in the meantime, oh no, scrap that. I was going to say, please do send your questions in. Don't, we'll no. have already done it. Don't, yeah. <laughs> don't waste our time with that. <laughs> <laughs> Although if you do have any questions, post our oh, talk. Oh, please do. Please sorry, do. I can yeah. turn then. Oh, please send email us. Yeah, please, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. So we started ha- having a chat earlier before mm. we um, clicked record on this. Um, we were having a chat about both of us having slightly overwhelming weeks. Um, we've had quite a lot on. Um, mm. Lots and lots of work, lots of stuff, lots of different things, lots of things that are exciting and stuff like that. But um uh, this is me. Can you see? I'm kind of ramble, 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 segue, ramble, ramble, ramble. I know uh, so, exactly what you're, you're yeah. segueing into, and I'm I'm loving every minute of it. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. So you can actually see the road ahead, whereas I'm like, oh, hang on a sec, hang on a sec. Um, left fork. So um, yeah, the the beginning of my uh, week of kind of stuff that was happening was kind of uh, was last week, um, and. Uh, so I might as well just like launch into that really. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so this was the, famous, the, beginning, famous the beginning of Esther my famous Newman. media celebrity, my, my, um, yeah, fame, famous for five minutes moment, uh, was because the lovely Anna Harding last Wednesday, um, sent me a very quick email with a link to an advert in it and said, have you seen this? Can you talk to my friend Rick who, works for the running channel but also has a day job of working for the bbc because he wants a quote about responses to this particular advert anyway so it's the it's the ad that um everyone's been talking about or everyone did talk about for Mm. at least 36 hours um and it was an ad by samsung um and it was kind of i thought it was a headphone ad when i first saw it it's not really it's kind of generally speaking they're kind of (laughs) yeah i think it's sort of i think it's the Samsung Galaxy advert. So I yes. think it refers to their Galaxy Watch, the Galaxy Earbud things. Yeah. And, and the phone. So it's yeah. kind of, yeah, it's, it's the sort of, it's the family of stuff, all of which, um, is all pretty good. I, I am a previous owner of a Samsung. So I'm not denigrating Actually, yeah, them. Yeah. One of my first phones was a Samsung Galaxy. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. And it was an ad. And, um, if you've not, seen it um it 
which I hadn't at that point because I don't watch normal telly. Um, I'm off watching Finnish Murdering on on the Netflix mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so uh, and it showed a young woman choosing to go for a run at two o'clock in the morning, wearing headphones um, through a city centre, mm. um, and it it came with a sort of um, a pretty sort of empowered message of you know run when you like um you know uh and and that was kind of it um and and it was you know a very beautiful advert um anyway so so i was gorgeous um actress model you know runner as well i just run up yeah it was all it was all um yeah very lovely and and a couple of very lovely owls um so that was all uh (laughs) so that happened um and so um I then was phoned by um, lovely Rick from the BBC and the Running Channel, um, and I was slightly starstruck at that point because I've been watching him on the Running Channel for such a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, nice bloke, and he just asked me a, so a few questions about the ad. Uh, to which he was he was mostly sort of saying to me, "What do you think of it? What was your first?" What did you first think when you saw it? And and I kept on repeating this throughout the day, actually, that my first thought was to laugh because I couldn't equate any runner I knew or me, in fact, going for a run at two o'clock in the morning with headphones in. Um, anyway, for, for those of you that have heard this argument, this is going to bore, bore the living daylights out of you. Um, uh, so I kind of, I wanged on to Rick and he said to me, this is Wednesday afternoon, he said, um, so this is going to be a piece, I'm going to write it. Um, you know, I'll, I'll mention your name. Um, and he was recording, you see. Um, but I, I didn't realise that he was going to use the recording. So next thing I know, wake up Thursday morning and um, a friend of mine texted to say, I've just heard Women's Running mentioned on the Today programme, right? So I was like, oh, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Then I get a Facebook messenger from another friend who said, I've just heard your voice. And that was at like 10 past that seven or something. That must have actually freaked you out quite a lot there. Yeah, because I did think I was asleep then. That yeah. Have been me. And then, um, yeah, so then, then I had a, had three or four messages saying, saying, I've just heard you, I've just heard you. Um, and then, you know, I just went about my day, dropped the kids off at school. But by the time I got back, I then had an email inbox that was looking very colourful indeed. And <laughs> I then had... I had a message from The Guardian. I had a message from um, Five Live. I had a message from Radio Five Live. I had a message Mm -hmm. from um, Five News, as in TV. A little bit later on, I had a message from Talk TV, uh, which is Piers Morgan's new channel, asking me if I... Oh, I thought, is it not Jeremy Kyle? No, it was Jeremy Kyle, but it's Piers Morgan's um, series. Oh, uh, my God, hang on. So it's Pete, Pete Morgan's channel, but it was asking me to come on with Jeremy Kyle. So you had all the old antagonistic white men after you. <sighs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I oh did. My and goodness, I didn't realize wanted... it was Piers Morgan's new channel. Yes. Yeah. Well, because Piers Morgan, I think. Oh no, I'm going to. St- I'm not going to st- talk anymore about what on earth happened to Piers Morgan or Jeremy Kyle because all of this is going to be all sort of alleged and whatever. Yeah. So I'll leave that alone. However, so Piers Morgan has decided to launch this new channel, which only launched, I think, last week. So I was I was coming on on maybe the third day of it. Oh my God, you really are quite famous. This is very I am exciting. Quite, I am quite famous. So anyway, you've anybody, seen her on talk TV. Yeah, you've heard, you've, seen. you've read her about her in the BBC and yeah. the Guardian. 
And The Guardian. It's Esther Newman. Esther Newman. So everyone wanted a piece of Newman. Mm-hmm. Um, they did. And, and it was bonkers. It was all kicking off on my it end It was as kicking well. off. I, by the time, by I think sort of around lunchtime, I think I had a meeting. I came out of that meeting to suddenly be bombarded with more requests and it all got a bit TV and, and blah, blah, blah. I had really shaky hands. I was incredibly stressed. <laughs> and I had mm-hmm. to do, uh, I um, do a lot of lists. And so I had to write a specific list for this, for my media appearances to make sure that I was <gasps> saying the right things at the right time and made sure that I had my hair straightened for the TV ones, but not bother with the radio ones, if you see what yeah. I mean. Although one radio one was they also videoed me um, while I was doing the radio thing. So I was like, oh, I don't oh, like God. that. Um, I haven't got so a face like... for, ra- well, I've, yeah, in fact, have got a face for radio. So <laughs> it was I so if I. Yeah. I, had to, I had to make a little setup in the office, which didn't show all the crap behind me. So I, there's literally like one square foot and I had to kind of position the laptop <laughs> as if that was a quite normal normal way for me to be sitting which it it wasn't at all Mm -hmm. um and artfully kind of create a little kind of women's running thing behind me um which I think was knocked out of most interviews anyway but um but yeah so it went absolutely mental yeah although it has to be said that most of those interviews that like the the newspaper ones were absolutely fine I, I was interviewed by a woman from um PA media which may not mean a lot to many of you but um basically it's a kind of um it's a it, it's an organization which which um sells stories to all media outlets which meant that that when i appeared in the island express and the indian express and mm. um, all these that kind was of global going on there, it was, was because it? They, they bought the story from pa media because yeah. our lovely digital marketing assistant neha lives in delhi and yeah. that was when we knew that it was going a bit bonkers because she texted us saying, oh, I've just seen this actually, yeah, in some Indian publication. It was the Indian that, Express, yeah, yeah. Was it the Indian Express, yeah. yeah. And, and, and Simon said as well that you, um, a friend of yours picked it up in Kenya or something. Yeah, yeah on the, that was the World Service. So in fact, actually not quite as exciting as being in the Indian Express because that's just the BBC. But this um, was but specifically, are, yeah. Yeah, in, and in, it, it, because it had been broadcast across the BBC stuff. So like, you know, so it was obviously Radio 4, but then um, uh, Radio 6, you know, so kind of like yeah. the cool the cool place as well and uh, Radio 1 Extra and... Anyway, so it was um, absolutely bonkers on Thursday. I actually had to have, I had to break my rule of a century and have a glass of wine um, on a Thursday evening. As oh, opposed yeah. to, I had I three beers that evening <laughs> and I didn't even do anything. <laughs> I was so stressed though. Oh my God, I was so it stressed. Was so stressful. <laughs> it was really stressful. And, and of course, like, because what, behind the scenes the kind of the swan legs that's going on underneath mm-hmm. that uh, is all the work that you guys are doing in terms of like putting stories yeah, up story and out. trying to follow yes, all the media interest and what i was interested in were our audience's opinion actually because it was quite yeah. different i don't know whether you spotted that but it was really interesting and please you know i i would love people to keep writing in and, and letting us know what they think about it because yeah. um i think so often 
although you know this is this is is it's serious so often what happens in the media with women's safety is you know it's it's dark and it makes us feel frightened and yeah. whereas i think this is a is a rare opportunity to have a conversation about women's safety in what actually is quite a relatively relaxed environment we're talking about an advert and yeah. it, we're not talking in this instance about a real experience of a woman if though yeah. they are plenty um and i'm interested to hear people's thoughts because on instagram mm. all of our audience were along the same lines that were sort of our initial reactions as as women seeing it mm. and going this, this is this is just uh, totally unrealistic this is this would never happen um people mentioning you know the it was only early this year i think even wasn't it with the she was on a run hashtag with yeah. um ashling murphy yeah murphy. um and you know most people are on the same page kind of going no woman is going to be running at night with her headphones in on, mm-hmm. on her own. I don't think it's, I don't think, I don't think where we were coming from was ever that they shouldn't. It's just that this is not the reality of, of, of what's happening. And, yeah. and I think the real difference is, is that a boardroom full of men who've made that choice of advert? Because if so, you know, it's just so grossly misunderstanding the female audience. But then on our Facebook, I was quite surprised by quite a lot of our followers going, no, I like this. I like the mm. aspiration and of kind of women should be able to do whatever they want, and I think yeah. that's quite empowering. So I thought it was really in- it was a really interesting discussion. It was interesting, and actually, um, I kind of um, I, my argument changed slightly over the course of twenty four hours because I was then asked to um, go on Five Live again Saturday night, and um, and one of the questions. Like they were really, they were really goading me. They wanted an argument, kind of thing, um, mm. and and by God, they got one because by that stage, I was like, right, uh, was this when, this, was this when you met Yelly bloke, angry? Oh yeah, Mister Angry Man. Yeah, that Mr. is when angry I met Man. him. If you like this podcast, you will love Women's Running Magazine. Right now, you can read each issue every month right on your phone for just two ninety nine a month. That gives you instant access, no matter where you are. And you can access and search over a hundred back issues too. Use the code WRSPR22POD at the checkout. But, mm-hmm. but aside from him, because he was kind of just a, an aside, really, by that stage, I'd kind of, because I kept on being asked, being asked, do you think this ad is dangerous? And I kept on replying saying, no, of course it's not dangerous. No one's going to watch this and want to go for a run. Uh, at two o'clock in the morning with their yeah. headphones in alone. So it's all those no, things if together. Anything, I know, we, I know we're plenty. all just going, lol. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of the reaction. Because, exactly. Like... And I know that there is plenty of women that will go for a run at two o'clock. And I was emailed quite crossly by a couple of women who was like, don't talk about me on my behalf. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, I know That's women will go running fair. for... Absolutely. I know. Mm. And I, I was trying my best not to actually, I was talking about the broad sweep of experience rather than kind of, you know, everybody's experience. Yeah. Um, but I mean, do the please fact actually, to be fair, write in and say, if you are a person who goes for a run at two o'clock in the morning, just to let us know what that experience is like. And also what compels you to do so? <laughs> I would love yeah. to know. Well, I know a lot of it's going to be working hours because I was emailed by someone who's a doctor. So obviously there's going to be a working hour, you know, shift work patterns, you know, that that's going to have a huge influence about when and where you run. Mm. But, 
but with th- this ad was a conflation. It was all these things. It was running at two o'clock in the morning. It was running in a city centre. It yeah. was running with headphones on and it was running alone. So even the cross email I got from a doctor, she talked about we when we go running. And I just thought, well, you're not running on your own then, are you? Yeah, um, I think that was the really stark. Like I, I feel we live we live in Bath. Like you know, I, I, I I'm very aware of of my privilege in a lot of ways. That it's a it's a relatively safe place. We haven't had a had a kind of you know frightening incident in a long time. Like a lot of people who might you know I know plenty of people who live right where Sarah Everard was was mm. taken into the police car and and how frightening that was. And you know I'm very aware that I do live in a relatively safe city, but oh my God, never in a million years would I go running on my own in mm. the dark with headphones in. Just, just yeah. it, you know, there there are plenty of reasons why. She was also in the advert running right in the middle of the bloody road yeah. with the headphones <laughs> she, in. <laughs> yeah, it was all these things. But what I wanted to say was, okay, so like Thursday, Friday, I was like, no, this advert isn't dangerous. By Saturday, I was like, no, hang on a minute. Mm. It really bloody is, but not for the reasons that everyone thinks. Because no, I don't think anyone is going to watch that and go, oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to go and do that. I don't think anyone's going to do that. But where I thought it was dangerous was that it was promoting the uh, fiction that for women, running is safe 24-7 and Mm. that we are able, it's it promotes the idea that that kind of empowerment is open to everybody and that we are able to make the choices that that woman made um, and to be safe and to feel safe. And that that's the bit that's dangerous because it means that when we campaign for greater safety for women and girls when we go for running when we go running when we when we run in public when we exercise in public when we campaign for that people mm. won't listen to us that's exactly we'll not it, listen to us because it? they think that mm. the truth is that we are empowered and we yeah. can run like that woman can run that's so true because uh, that was something that i was i was really relating to when i was reading the comments from some of the facebook users who were who were saying you know well, essentially saying women are, are are not children. We can make our own decisions. It's nice to see a world where this would be possible and I'm perfectly mm. capable of making sensible decisions about my safety kind of thing. And I completely agree with that. But yeah, it's it's not, we know. We know women have their heads screwed on and are bloody great. The problem is that mm. we have been working tirelessly to try and get men to understand what it's like to be a woman in these situations. And you're exactly right. It just doesn't, it's not... It's not that we need to see women be women sort of cowering under kitchen tables in every advert. It's just that completely omitting any of the real experience of what that might be like to go out on your own with headphones in at two o'clock in the morning in the in a dark city street is is yeah, is just undermining all of this kind of conversation that we've been having over the last couple of years thank god at last it's really come to the forefront despite awful circumstances to come to the forefront of things that yeah it's now going to be so much more difficult to be taken seriously in that regard because although we know we have our heads screwed on and that we that women have you know valuable important things to say unfortunately Mm. that in a patriarchal society that's just not everybody's 
as understanding as that and they will no. take any excuse to to not to not take women as seriously as we should be taken exactly and and and, oh, and we're putting the world to rights today we are we certainly are and i i just think you know like i i i don't know how to advertise products so it's not for me to to kind of you know and and you know with, with advertising it tends to be an idealized you know idea concept you know um focus of the of the advert kind of thing mm. because it's got to be something that we all want to have so in on that side of things i guess it, it was entirely right however you know if, if you think about a woman's experience running across the, the bridge in the middle of the road yeah um, and at which point a male cyclist comes out from nowhere and circles around her um, and cycles off, and in the advert, they sort of smile at each other or acknowledge each, other, each like, other in some way. Woo! Yeah, everybody's out tonight. Imagine how scared you. Imagine how terrified you'd be. And you have headphones in, and the advert yeah. is advertising the headphones. Yeah. That from from not hearing anything behind you, and it really is just a, a reminder that, like, although it's all well and good to. Where, you know, please, please wear headphones when you run. Please listen to the podcast as as well. That would be great. But um, but you know, bone conducting headphones are really important if you're going to be doing road running, particularly. Well, I think I mean to be honest, I, I I'd be very very surprised if those headphones didn't have like hear through technology, so that they work in a very sort of so you would be able to hear mm. some stuff around you. But it, especially if you're listening to music, yeah, you're kind of you're. It, your you're not quite as yeah you're, you're not, not, you're not, you're not quite yeah. as high highly yeah. perceptive as you, as you would normally be yeah, exactly and certainly exactly. you would not be smiling if somebody came yeah. and ran circles around you on their bike no and be, who does and that so people are assholes no one's yeah. going to actually come and ride around as we've learned through everybody's various running annoyances on the pod you know most of the majority of the time runners are the only ones who are correct and everybody else is an arsehole that's and true so you're not going to respond positively if somebody starts sort of trying to do a kind of sort of flash mob on a bike with you no i mean and no, if you if it's two in the morning you would be absolutely terrified absolutely terrified yeah. so like like if there was a focus on anything at all and it was it it had to change from that what I would love to see in an advertising campaign, probably not for some headphones, but what I'd love to see is the difference between what men think we're thinking and what we're thinking. Mm. So, you know, if if you put, had to put speech bubbles above those two characters at that point, maybe the bloke is thinking, oh, she looks cool. She's having a good time. She's sporty. I'm going to join in with that. I think that's great. Two of us together on our own over a bridge. How cool is that? Whereas she's saying, fucking hell, I'm going to get raped. Yeah. You know, you kind of, to get that sort of, I mean, I know I'm being extreme, but. Um, no, no, I think, you know. It's just, it's just, it's weird behaviour <laughs> to have, to have advert, you know, put in an advert as a kind of. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, ideal situation because that doesn't yeah. seem ideal to me at all. But um, but Agreed. anyway, but please do let us know if you do have an opposing opinion. I I I don't think that I felt 
as strongly as you did, Esther, when I first saw it. I think it mm. was when we started having a conversation about it that I was like, actually, I do see how this could be quite damaging to the overall perception of women runners. Well, no, because you're, you've, um, you've been on the same journey as me, because when I first saw it, I was like, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah, I just thought it was quite, yeah. quite funny, the idea that somebody only, might run at two o'clock in the morning. And I just thought, yeah. oh, well, and go and over it. Was it. Only, it was only a couple of days later, after talking about it for such a long time, that I just thought, no, hang on a minute. Mm. Hang on a minute. There is There is a concern here. And... Um, and when I had that kind of goading interview on Saturday night with Five Live, um, and they brought on Mr. Angry Bloke from somewhere, who was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you call men blokes. That's as derogatory as calling women birds. And I was like, oh, I don't think it is, actually. Um, but he also <sighs> went on to sort of argue himself into the ground anyway. He was he, he, he'd clearly had a few. Um, but there they, they were just really pushing me. And... Um, and it felt very peculiar to be goaded by a couple of men, essentially, who have no idea what the experience so was of the running arg- was like as women. I haven't heard the interview you did with the angry bloke. What yeah. was his argument oh, it's kind back of, at you? It's it, well, he, honestly, Sorry, it's almost I just not called what, him a bloke again, which he has yeah. clearly stated is not his preferred <laughs> term. Yeah. But, uh, but, well, no. To to. Uh, it's kind of almost not worth going into because I think he was a bit drunk and he couldn't form a proper opinion. So what he actually said to me was, oh my God, I cannot believe you're suggesting that anyone would watch this advert and decide that it's a safe thing to do to go for a run at two o'clock in the morning. And there was a bit yeah. of a pause. Oh, you're 100% on point, the same page there. Yeah, it's exactly what I said. I said, yeah, yeah I, I, I think exactly the same. And he went very, very quiet. Yeah, yeah, I did. Angry man, I agree with you. I said I, I hundred percent agree with you. And there was this little pause, and then the um the guy that was running the show sort of clear, obviously sort of swept him out of the room, um or just put the phone down, and said you know mm-hmm. right last word to Esther Newman. Then I was like yeah well yes so it should be yeah yeah so it should <laughs> um, be so it should Fuck be. But Barry. I mean all of that, all of that to kind of bring it back into the mm. tiny little women's running room rooms um Mm. was the beginning of um a highly stressful week that hasn't quite finished yet um with both of us have had so much on and so i guess to kind of i think we're half an hour into the podcast but to to kind of bring it back to like us and our running a little bit i think i'm particularly today beginning to see the effects of stress and anxiety on my training yeah um but it's been um yeah it's been a long a long a long old week like you know I had the um the 10k in London then I had um another meeting on Tuesday which required lots of travel uh, yeah. we've been we've been trying to prepare for the national running show I've got um a sort of important meeting that I have to travel to tomorrow plus I got bitten by a seagull Holly got yeah, bitten by a seagull as we discussed in the last episode yeah absolute nightmare then then there was all that which was actually stressful so mm. we can it was a, stressful you know, I had to go to the RUH yeah. also we had we had a bank holiday which of course is not is not in itself stressful but yeah. you know I'm sure the same goes for a lot of people out there who maybe don't necessarily work prescriptive hours instead have sort of tasks and goals that they have to work towards deadlines and the losing a day you know if 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 sort of 
Boris Johnson's listening, which I'm sure he does regularly. I don't I I don't want fewer bank holidays, Boris, but no. <laughs> it is quite stressful sometimes having a having a bank holiday. I'm not very good at remembering when they come along either and then suddenly no. oh fuck it's a three it's only a four day week yeah. and I've got all of these things to do. Yeah. Um so we've just been we've just been a bit a bit bonkers. Um we have been bonkers. And I was just saying to Holly just before we started um recording today i was just saying oh because the other thing to add to all of that is that my nine-year-old is going on his first residential on friday i can't believe Um, it's come around because we were talking about this quite a lot when we were in berlin yeah it's just it it, it's come up really quickly slap me in the face and i'm kind of putting labels in all, all his socks and stuff so he's away for three nights the longest he's been away from us is one night mm-hmm. so it's just three and he will be fine that is not the concern i am going to be in absolute bits so Aww. i'm kind of at the running show if i do cock up it's because i'm thinking of ted and you know what's he up to is he doing sort of you know rock climbing and you know, oh that no no, no. Thing? not or... quite uh, they save that until they're in like the like they're a bit older um Mm -hmm. so because this is like most children's first experience of being away from home it's very very gentle and it's a little place in devon and they do sort of campfires and um, gentle walks i think they're going to brown sea island um nice so yeah it's all kind of very very lovely um and and ted has been looking forward to it for months he's gonna have the best time he's gonna have the best time but yeah I'm going to be the national running show trying to focus on strength for trail running. Whereas in fact, I'm thinking about a tiny little boy in a barn somewhere. Oh, but having (laughs) the best time. I loved those trips when I was younger. I loved them. Uh, I did and I didn't. I went to Nethercott Farm, which is Mm -hmm. a farm that was owned by Michael Morpurgo, the children's author. Oh yeah. Classic. Used to Absolute go see him classic. at the Cheltenham Literature Festival. Oh, there we go. Yeah, we as as uh, as city kids in London, we were shipped out to farms because none of us had seen cows before, mm. um, and we were made to sort of um, go green and faint slightly uh, when they were milking the cows, which is what happened to me. Um, <clears throat> hence Aww. my 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 long lasting sort of slight disgust of any yeah, kind, true. Kind of dairy yeah, true. Don't like dairy. <laughs> No, <laughs> it didn't work. No, on you. It didn't work. It was horrible. Um, but yeah, lots of other, lo- lots of mucking out cow sheds and um, all that kind of stuff. What I do, it was a lot of hard work, a lot of hard work, a lot of farming. Um, yeah. But I do remember being very homesick, but it was for a whole week. So <gasps> I'm whole week be... is a long time when you're that mm. little. When I, I was so. about Ted's age, I think I used to go on one that was like. Um, I can't remember what it was because I think it was maybe sort of I went to a Church of England school so I think mm. it was like a Christian one and mm. I, I I can't remember what we did I think that was when we got older it was like scrambling and stuff but I think maybe when we were little it was similarly maybe just like walks maybe we just kind yeah. of did walking and um there was volleyball I remember but mm. I, I I loved it because um you would be able to stay up a bit later than I would usually stay up at home, have hot chocolates, oh, yeah, hot stay chocolate. in big dormitories with bunk beds with... Very oh, I exciting. loved it. It was yeah. so fun. It was so fun. <laughs> I'd love to do that again. Oh my God, I'd hate it. We've launched ourselves onto Patreon as we need your help to keep going. 
please support us with whatever you can and you'll get some lovely patron-only perks. You can support us from as little as £2 a month and every patron helps us continue to produce a podcast that has at least 10% running content in it every episode. Please go to patreon.com forward slash women's running to join our gang. Some of our recent patrons include these lovely people. Jodie Price, Carly Evans, Georgina Taylor, Claire Farrer, Gillian Askew, Hannah Finch and Heidi Schuster. Thank you so much. Um, again, therein lies the difference between the two of us. But yeah, what well, I guess, mm-hmm. so all these things, all I was going to, I wanted to sort of touch on a little bit was running and stress and running and anxiety. What I've noticed, the first big thing I've noticed, apart from being extremely tired, um, is that my VO2 max has bombed. Um, mm-hmm. And the last time that happened was when I had been poorly over Christmas. Yeah. And I, I didn't run for a few days, but it wasn't a huge gap. I think I just didn't run for about maybe three days. That was all it was. But so, I noticed that my subsequent running, mm. like, so for the next, so, so like, so my VO2 max was, I can't remember what it was, but I went for, I, I then had a gap of about three days and it, it was, the VO2 max came back and it was the same, but then it proceeded to, to drop over the next yeah. week. And what's happened this week is, I haven't run the mileage that I did the preceding week, um, but I've done the frequency and it's now, my VO2 max is now down to kind of post viral infection. Oh Christmas no, just because of things. the amount on your plate. So mm. you have been managing to squeeze runs in, just shorter oh, yeah. runs during the, oh my God, yeah. you're so good. I So before Esther and I usually, well, Esther's, being the organised one, usually sends me a little <laughs> list of stuff that we're going to talk about on the pod before we record. And I saw that you said maybe lack of running or something about your yourself not doing so much running. And yeah. I was already prepared to tell you that I hadn't been running for a week. But here you yeah. are, even despite being incredibly famous <laughs> and being in the Daily Mail, she still managed to go bloody running. I haven't done anything for a week. Well, I had to because I had the I had the vitality thingy oh, on that's Monday. True. Of course, you had that on Monday. Yeah. yeah, and then, but then the other thing is, and this is a thing for a completely different podcast. I'm going to get some. I'm going to get someone on for us to talk to you about mm-hmm. it. But the other thing is, is it's it's slightly twofold. One of them is that I feel like I can cope with the day better if I've done something in the morning. So whether that's boot camp or, or running mm. or something like that, but I feel better able to cope with everything. Um, so this week, yeah, I have set my alarm super early in order to kind of do that before work and things and, yeah. and school run. Um, but that's not out of the ordinary. However, I did see something today, um, which I, I'd love to hear what people think about this, actually, because um, it would be a lovely one to talk about. Well, I say lovely one. It'd be a very, very interesting one to talk about on another podcast mm. um, would be um, exercise addiction. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't think that's what I have in any way, Mm. shape or form, but I certainly have a structure that I like to adhere to. Is it called Um, orthorexia? That's 
different. Oh, is it different? I, I think that's different because that is going to be also to do with food, isn't it? I, I assume. Okay, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, or maybe, oh, maybe also. Or, well, maybe it's just to do with exercise. Again, if if people know, please please let us know. Oh um, God, I've no idea. I'm going to search. Have a search, but I think maybe orthorexia is is when it's referring to specifically for oh, you know no, weight so loss un- or un- weight maintenance. Yeah, food. rather it's, than rather than just doing a lot of exercise. It's not. Yeah, it's to do with an unhealthy focus on eating in a healthy way. It's sort of clean eating. It's that. That oh, thing. I always thought it was to do with exercising. I don't know where I um, got that from then. I'm sure exercise has got a lot to do with it. Um, mm. But yeah, it just exercise addiction on its own. I'd be interested to know people's experiences, if they have any um, or thoughts on it um, as a thing. Mm. Um, I certainly, I have never exercised as much as I do now. Yeah. Um, and I certainly try and do one thing a day. Um and I realized that that can get slightly out of hand. Mm. Um, like in the way that I would, I think of yoga as not being a thing. So I oh, do that's two totally things. On, a thing. Yeah. So I, I do two things on that day. Um, Why do you think, you, sorry, this is going to be a turn into a therapy session now, isn't it? <laughs> Why do you think yoga for you doesn't feel like a thing? Is it because of the lack of cardio? Yeah. 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 Cause the, the sort of the sweat I do, I do, it does feel like a thing after I've done my mm. session that in that I can feel muscle ache and, you know, things like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It doesn't feel as though it doesn't feel as though it's my, I don't think I've used up my one a day in, in that. Um, it feels like part of a session. So yeah. So all of that, it would just be interesting. And, and also tied up in that is what you think about the whole, anxiety stress and the effect on running and vo2 max um because mm. yeah that that too i feel a bit as though i'm in the dark there do yeah. you do you do you monitor your vo2 max no of course i don't i don't monitor anything <laughs> do i i'm shit <laughs> <laughs> i don't know whether i can i don't think i've got anything um like posh enough that i can do that I think you probably do. What watch do you have? If I've just, I've, I've got a polar, but it's quite a, it's more like a, a a fitnessy thing than like specifically a running polar watch. Have I, has it got a feature to do that that I've just not discovered? I bet it does. Yeah. Does it? Or I'll have to have a look because I've never, all I use mine for is literally like mileage. Um, you know, I find it more useful to use than Strava or something because it mm. buzzes me when I've done a kilometer and I can see the breakdown of yeah, my nice pacing map. a bit easier. Yeah. Um, it has got all sorts of clever functions that I used when I, at the very start of having it, when I was testing it, like yeah. it tells me, it can kind of give you a bit of a program. Like it can, you know, if, if you're, if you're exercising regularly with it, then mm. it can, um, you know, give you a kind of best places to put your exercise in the week and stuff like that. It can monitor your sleep, but I don't know. I didn't know that it could do VO2 max. I have to have a look. Yeah, have a look. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of them do. Um, yeah. I think I'd be slightly surprised if it didn't. Um, mm. Yeah, and it's to do with the amount of oxygen that you're taking in as you're exercising, I think, yeah. roughly speaking, um, which I think they can kind of fit, gauge by your heart rate. Um, mm. Yeah, and m- mine has been steadily getting better and better and better it's not necessarily a um a steady incline no, but um, it's been it's been improving and then you feel like in yeah. the last couple of days there's been a Just bit of a the, dip in fact mm. the last day i went for a run this morning and it was like it dipped under 50 for the first time in six months and it's like oh that's you know not what i was expecting yeah but, um, 
it's yeah, interesting how stress affects that kind of stuff, isn't it? Mm. But we, 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 again, we need to have a doctor on there because I yeah. don't know what the bloody hell I'm talking about. But yeah. I would imagine, like, when you're suffering from stress and anxiety, I find myself, for example, I yawn loads yeah. when I am anxious. Yes. And yeah. it's because your body is is trying to take in more oxygen because yeah. it doesn't feel it has enough. Um, but I don't know whether that's actually having having spoken to like my doctor and kind of therapist and stuff about it. Mm. I don't know whether that's actually because you have a lack of oxygen, or whether it's because you are trying to take it in because of the fight or flight that you think you need more in you and actually yeah. you don't necessarily so don't I would know. be surprised yeah. if, it, if, if it was actually affecting but it must do it must do I we we need we need a scientist in here right I'm on the case I'm going to get one next time I'd yeah totally let's. Get one I'd love time. to have that chat that'd be really yeah. interesting and in yeah. the meantime so that I actually can have some slightly more scientific evidence for what yeah. I might say I'm going to find out if my sports watch can measure mine because that'd be very interesting I had no idea it could do that yeah yeah, no, it's, I love it, but, um, yeah. I, I, I do see it quite arbitrarily because I don't, I don't really understand what it is. Mm. And so I just know that the bigger the number, the better it is. So that's quite an easy sort of thing. Yeah. So you're not worrying um, too much because I also think that I have a, a big, my, a lot of my anxiety is focused around health and I, mm. I, I'm really bad at picking apart and scanning and, and trying, obsessing over over things that don't feel quite right so I worry sometimes about like I don't put my sports watch on when I go to sleep for example because I get really worried I don't I don't want it to tell me you know that I didn't have a good night's sleep or whatever because if it did if it did then I would obsess over the fact that I hadn't rather than just letting myself feel how I felt that day you know whereas I obsess about wearing mine 24 7 Mm -hmm. and feel terrible I absolutely hate the kind of half an hour it takes for me to charge it up when I'm not wearing Do you? it. Yeah. I take I literally wear mine for exercise and then when it comes time to come home and drink a <laughs> glass of wine, I chuck it across the room. <laughs> I don't want it to like know about your bra my off life. On a Friday stuff. Night. <laughs> yeah. I don't want it to judge me. I don't want it to know about that, about what I do when I'm not running. Oh, I secretly <laughs> like being judged, I think. Do you? But that's probably yeah. because you're quite good on that stuff whereas famously Mm. you know I can have all the best of intentions when I set off for the day and I can go for a nice run and I have a salad for lunch and then come evening time I like to eat a bucket of ice cream and not move (laughs) so I don't want it to judge me for that it doesn't judge on ice cream eating otherwise I I really would take mine off at the same time yeah well not ice cream because that's dairy but definitely family size packets of crisps and what if Um, it went Oh look, your 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 arteries are seventy five percent more clogged than the average person. Oh, I wouldn't like that at all. If that was all down to prawn cocktail crisps, I yeah, I think I think the watch would come off. <laughs> yeah, I worry about it, but yeah. that's my silly brain. Maybe actually, it would be mm. quite helpful for me to wear mine more to monitor just like my body functions rather than just my running yeah maybe because then I'd have feel like I would have a little bit more control but there's a bit of an insight into my weird brain that I find it I worry that it's going to give me panic attacks if I can see what my heart rate is too closely and I Mm -hmm. will start going 
oh, it doesn't look quite right. That's not quite, I didn't, I don't think that's quite how it's supposed to be. And then it will set me off on another spiral. (sighs) Yeah, it's it's fine. Yeah, running watch is fine and divisive. Weird. It's so strange, isn't it? Some people just, you know, swear by them like I do. Although, to be honest, probably use about 5% of its stats to my advantage or even probably disadvantage. Here I am telling you that, dear podcast listener that I reviewed that bloody watch and I don't even know whether it measures my VO2 max. <laughs> I'm so sorry you for being so You probably did at the time. You probably, probably did, at, did the time. at the time. Um, I probably did I at the imagine. time. I can't remember. It's been yeah. a while since I've had that one now. Well, there you go then, you see. So yeah. um, look, anyway, Hall, I reckon we should go into, because one of the things we've been asking people is uh, embarrassing moments. I know. Um, and we've got a couple of really nice ones. So we thought it'd be lovely to sort of talk through those. Um, so we've got two embarrassing moments, mm-hmm. um, but I've also got a question again, and I think I would really like to try and include the question because, um, in fact, why don't I start from the question because I really want to include it. <laughs> Let's do the um, question, and we can do the embarrassing moments as a as a as quick fun thing. thing at the end. Yeah. yeah. So with the with the question again, I think this this deserves a podcast on its own, but mm-hmm. um, it'd be lovely to pack it up here. So um, this is it's a question from one of our patrons actually. Um, <gasps> And thank you, and we love you. you. Yeah, thank you, Mary. Thank you, Mary. Um, She says, um, "Have you talked about breathing techniques?" I'm still trying to work out a proper breathing technique on my rum. Oh, so yeah, interesting. So we haven't had anyone on, and I must admit, I have been asked a couple of times with my little running group on a Monday, "What's the best way to breathe?" And I've very flippantly replied both times I've been asked that with the best way to breathe is the way that keeps you alive when you're running. Yes. Mm-hmm. I I would tend <laughs> to agree. For me also, it's the only way that doesn't cause you to have endless panic attacks. Mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time in my, in my non-running hours of the day focusing a bit too much on my breathing. So I don't actually tend to have this problem because I find that when I run, that's one of yeah. the rare times where I can... I, I'm saying this, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing much better with it now that it's not mm-hmm. all the time, but running even in those in those crap periods has been one of the only times I don't really have to overthink because yeah. I think I fall into quite a natural rhythm but I think you know if I were to think about it my breathing technique is probably <laughs> over and over oh, again so I don't in, die in out out yeah no no I, yes, I, I two like ins, that two outs yeah so what's yours <laughs> Um, this is not what mine, she's asking, is it? But I'm interested. Mine is way more gaspier than that. It's like, <gasps> but it's like you're a bit faster, though. No, I, I see. I, well, I thought it was interesting because I, I started looking into this after she emailed um, to look at techniques, and she's right. There are there there are techniques you can use when you're running, and also we need to be mindful of people that do find it more difficult. The breathing part of things things more difficult and actually anxiety and things like asthma which then lead into anxiety can play a big kind of have have a kind oh, yeah. of big effect on it because if I think about it so I have one of my little rituals is to take a couple of puffs of my Venton inhaler before I go for a run which has no scientific evidence <laughs> again I don't I, mm-hmm. I only do it because back in 1983 I saw Steve Ovet having some Ventolin before he started running and I think my mum might have suggested it was a good idea yeah but the whole 
point of Ventolin is it is to help you if you're having issues with your breathing. It is not preventative. So there is absolutely no need for me to be taking this drug before I go for a run. But I've got used to it, which means that if I forget and I'm halfway through a run, I suddenly find breathing much more difficult. Ah, really? That's interesting. Do you think that's psychosomatic or do you think it's... Completely. Completely. It's nothing to do... Yeah. So So it'll be when you remember halfway around that you didn't do it. I start panicking is the thing. Yeah. So then my breathing comes out slightly out of control. Um. So yeah, I was looking into it and there are, there are various techniques, but a lot of them come down to sort of the same kind of mindful techniques that you might incorporate. So if you are someone where breathing goes awry halfway through a run in the same way that mine might do if I forgot my inhaler or because you're feeling panicky about a certain part of your run, um, that thinking about techniques when you're not running actually concentrating on kind of breath work when you're not running can have some really good effects when you are running. So doing kind of nose nose breathing, stuff Mm. like that. Um, uh, I really like the kind of that box breathing technique where you breathe in, hold, out, hold. That's that's a nice one for anxiety and for restful, you know, to to kind of get you into a sort of sleeping pattern. So I like that one. Um, Nose breathing, definitely sort of in through one nostril and out through the other. Um, that's really good if you've if you are a bit like me as well and you find that you do sometimes in panicky periods have a tendency to try and take too much oxygen in it's not yeah. dangerous for you it's just it can make you feel a bit lightheaded and I suppose worst, worst case scenario you might feel slightly faint but mm. um, it, it's not very comfortable to be taking too much oxygen in and that nose breathing thing is a really good way of preventing that just isn't it? calming it down absolutely that yeah kind of, that alternate nostril breathing um, but the other thing they sort of mentioned is talking about diaphragmatic breathing so um, again not when you're running um, I think it'd be a bit harder I mean I think it probably becomes more natural when you are running after you've practiced it when you're not running but so that breathing right into your stomach as opposed to just the top part of your chest um, and just sort of practicing that when you're in more restful kind of namaste sort of lying down moments. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of, but I think, I think when I was looking at all this, it was to do with um, running and anxiety, which kind of actually takes us full circle um, less to do with kind of technically what you should be doing when you run. Cause I know that there's loads of things very similar to what you've just described the way that you run like people that kind of count their breaths or do or do in for one have, and out I, for three I find or... it quite therapeutic to have like a pattern that I listen to I suppose yeah. not I suppose it matters to me a bit less how many of the sort of sharp intakes I'm taking and it matters yeah. to me a bit more maybe about the counting I don't count the, the whole time I go round. um yeah. but you know, when I'm trying to, in that first mile or two, when you're like struggling maybe to kind of settle into a bit of a pattern, I find that really yeah. helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah. um, pretty wise. Kind of, pretty wise. <laughs> as yeah. if you're having a, having a, having contractions. <laughs> yeah. Happy memories. I would imagine. Um, yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. So um, I think we need to get someone on for this as well. We need to get, mm, I think um, that's a really good a idea. Person. Should we get Wim yeah. Hof on? No, no, thank you. I was about to say no. I don't want to have him. Did you Did you read the Guardian article about him? Oh my no. god, he sounds like no. Are you about to break my dreams? Because I am enjoying watching that program with him in. Oh, and yeah. Jog and I think he's the funniest thing ever. He's so funny. I'm sure he is, but I think he is completely bonkers. Oh, completely. So, um, completely. Yeah. No, I'll tell you who I want to get on. I want to get. Um, is it Reverend Kate Botley? Is that her name? Is she, you know, was she on Gogglebox? Yeah, I, she may have 
been um vicar very yeah. funny yeah. she tends to be on radio too all the time yeah she's absolutely brilliant she's got a cold water like it's like a barrel in her back garden and she just dips into it i don't think she runs which is shit. i keep on i follow her on instagram hoping i'm going to see her run because she's absolutely hilarious but i, I do haven't that seen with her people where i go please start running just so we can hang out on the podcast <laughs> yeah. i love it that's interesting though because even if she's not necessarily a runner Mm. I still think that some of that cold water stuff, I mean, it mm. all comes, you know, I, I know not everybody is a fan of Wim Hof and he is completely bonkers. But when we're talking about that whole thing, it, it that's all to do with breathing. And, to, and, yeah. and it's very similar to a lot of the techniques of running. You're going to have discomfort, but it's mm-hmm. about using mental techniques to be able to sort of pass through discomfort so that you can reach a kind of tolerable. Yeah kind yeah, of I think, you know yeah. baseline with that stuff and yeah. sitting in a bucket sitting in a barrel of ice water is have you been watching freeze the fear i'm i'm gonna plug it now and i know you don't like Wim no. Hof. I don't, oh it's no. so funny it's so it's very heartwarming <sighs> as well we did lots of crying we were crying about alfie bow's divorce last night doug and i on sofa <laughs> <laughs> it's really good you gotta watch it Wim Hof does come oh. across though like a like oh, a sort a of job, very mad Father Christmas, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also, I think, to be honest, my, my big, big reticence here is I do not like the cold. And No, you would loathe have, it. You would I, loathe I, it. Bits of me would fall off if I was forced mm. into the same situation. So I'm, there's no, I'm not doing that. Po- you know, podcast, know, I would escape, podcast I'd alum from- Gabby Logan is on it. Oh, is she? Yeah, she's doing... Gabby Logan is a machine on it. Dog and I, I keep she saying... Gabby's going to have no problem. Gabby just is absolutely waltzing through it all. She's amazing. That doesn't surprise me. But she is ex-athlete as well. So I, I reckon know, there's that's kind of... the thing is that she, she, there's a lot of people on there who are, who are sporty people. There's a footballer on there, a couple of footballers. There's, um, I can't remember, maybe that's it. But Gabby is, I think, without, you know, being shady mm. to any of the other celebs on there, I do think that Gabby is just the peak of of athlete. Like you yeah. can just everything she does, the way she moves, the way she approaches all the challenges, her competitiveness, the way she is with that. I just I'm a, I'm a absolutely floored by Gabby Logan on it. She's well, amazing. Well, I also she is. And this is taking us off tangent a bit, but she is definitely one of the most determined people I think I've mm. ever met or interviewed. And like, there's there's a clip of her before pre-fame where she was doing um it was like a um like a miss uk like a beauty contest thing um uh, so so many moons ago it was probably about 30 years ago Mm. and she's interviewed by the person that is judging it who and, and if you think about you know the age of all these people you know she was in her late teens i think and she's interviewed by a very cool kind of by by a bloke who's obviously been doing it for decades. Mm. What do you want to be, you know, when you've done this? You know, and I, I just imagine that everyone else on that was kind of quaking in their boots. But Gabby Logan's like, oh, I want to be a TV presenter. And she was very forthright about it. And lo and behold, this is what happens. Here she is. Yeah. So she's she is very driven. So it doesn't surprise me in the slightest that she shows no fear when it comes oh, to cold she's water. A star. Yeah, I I'd love to do it. I would, I would pay to 
be able to go on a program like that and and hang out with Wim Hof in the in the snow and him tell me I'm really brave. Christ alive. Is there anything else that divides us? Because that is my idea of Do you how... think that's the ultimate one? Uh, to, yeah. to, to divide us there at the end yeah. of it as well Esther you need to watch it because I think you would, you would hate it but I think I need I want to know what you think about it at the end they have the idea is that it's gearing them up to jump jump off a, a bridge do a big bungee jumpy thing oh my god I oh. know who would do that <sighs> me Jesus. and Wim Hof. You and Wim I wouldn't Hof. do it. I'm too. I'm too scared to do stuff like that. That's where my control thing comes in. I have no idea whether bungee cords are firm enough for me to do something like that. Whereas, <sighs> I I do think, even though it wouldn't be my favorite thing to do, plunging myself into an ice bucket. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't really have a problem with it so much. Yeah, I just I'm deeply uncomfortable with any of these things that you've just said in the last one minute. I know. I know. I'm I just, sorry. She moved on from Wim Hof. Let's move on. From Star Wim Hof. of Women's Running magazine recently. Oh yes, absolutely. Well, actually, I, I think I chucked him in there a good few years ago because I got because Lisa Jackson is a big fan mm. and she also does sea swimming and all this sort of stuff. So she's she she knows the benefits of a nice bath, stroke cold swimming, and you know all that kind of stuff. She, yeah. She's, uh, um, but yeah, fair game. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it's brilliant for some people. Let's move on to embarrassing moments. Okay, let's do it. Do you want to go first or shall I? And who do you want to read and who shall I? Oh, yeah, good point. Well, we've got these two, haven't we? Um, uh, One of them isn't about poo. So shall I do the one that's not about poo? So I'd I'd do Rachel. Um, So we've had a couple of embarrassing moments. We want more. If you've got more, then do send them. And maybe next time we will change the assignment. Try and think of something else. Yes, good idea. Good idea. Okay. But oh, we have been loving the embarrassing running moments. Oh, my God. I, I have loved them, particularly the one I think that Holly is going to read out in a sec. Yeah. Um, so this is from Rachel, the one I'm going to read out. Um, and she says she's only had one embarrassing run. Well, lucky her. Lucky her, I think. Um, she says, where I live is very hilly. I was running down a steep hill when I lost my footing. This is a residential street with houses on one side. Mm-hmm. I fell head first, did two complete rollovers, and then stopped in a sitting position. She <laughs> says, if I'd been an Olympic gymnast, I'm sure it would have been very impressive. <laughs> oh, I love oh, that. Dude, that, that, that image so is amazing. And she says that a dog gave her a dirty look and she said, I was so embarrassed. I jumped up and ran two miles home. I was worried that people in the houses had saw my gymnastic display. Oh, oh. We've all taken a tumble, but I don't think I've ever taken a... Oh, I've frozen. Can you no, hear me? you haven't. Yeah. Oh, I haven't. Oh, bollocks. Then I just ruined the podcast. Um, <laughs> I thought I frozen. I was going to say, I've, we've, I, I think I've taken a tumble a couple of times in a run, but never a sort of proper tuck and tumble Russian gymnast style. I have not done that. I think it would have been more impressive if she'd landed on her feet and kind of did. You know, oh, and done the. Done the, done, yeah, the, done the reach up and yeah, and done present, the, done the, the present. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been amazing. But yeah, I mean, the one the one time that I decked, which was two years ago now, I think mm-hmm. it might even have been three years ago. No, two years ago because it was during lockdown. Um, even though I hurt myself really, really badly, like I really, I tore my knee apart and both hands. 
the the humiliation of having fallen over is greater than the pain or the blood. Oh yeah, unbelievable! Hundred percent. The humiliation of getting bitten by a seagull is greater than the pain. <laughs> there are plenty of things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and when someone tries to help you, um, oh, also when someone, someone doesn't try to help someone you, it doesn't, there's no good. There's no. no good conclusion. There's no good outcome. There is no good outcome. Like falling over as a grown-up is just no. humiliating. We used Whereas to do it all the time over, as kids, didn't we? As but, kids, it's fine, but you are lower to the ground, so the the bump isn't quite so dramatic. That's true. Less of a shock. Yeah, and you're an idiot, um, aren't you? When, when you're a kid, so yeah, you just, exactly. Just throw yourself over. around. Yeah, you do. It's fine. You're supposed to have scabby knees, aren't you? But as a yeah. grown up, if you've got a scabby knees, if you're 46 and you've got a scabby knee, it's not like part a, of the look, is it? It doesn't. No, it's not no, fashion. It's, it's not, not good. Fashion. It's not part of my capsule wardrobe. It just looks shit. <laughs> I had to get Dave to bandage me up while I was crying in the top Aww. toilet, trying not to cry in front of my kids. Anyway, so yeah, we appreciate that embarrassing moment. What's your Thank one? you, Rachel. This is from Gia, who we've we've actually spoken about on the pod before um it was a while ago a good while ago because we were talking about crones because she's a crones sufferer um so all crones thriver or survivor i'm gonna say rather than necessarily a sufferer um but she yeah her kindly shared her experience of that with us before and now she's back with an embarrassing story that you know as you may have guessed might relate (sighs) to the fact that she it has been diagnosed with Crohn's. Yes. So this is back before she was formally diagnosed. She said she had a thing or two to learn the hard way to force her to approach the white coat people, <laughs> which oh, I like dear. and appreciate. Yeah. So I was on holiday in a major city here in New Zealand and was making, she has written before as well, because I remember her saying that she was from New Zealand mm. um, and was making my way up to a well-known lookout point that also happens to be a very busy tourist spot. Taking the trail through the bush with urgency and seeing a beautiful and well-built new toilet block in sight, I shuffled with quick steps to the first free loo in a block of around five loos. The architect that designed this new marvel should be shot, as there were some very (laughs) difficult doors to master to get in, push buttons and all sorts. Once I was in position to release my processed goods, the door immediately (laughs) opened. Unbeknownst to me, I was meant to tap a button to lock the door and clearly failed to do so. This shouldn't really be an issue. However, in my haste to evacuate, I noticed a busload of tourists sitting directly outside with full view of me on the throne with what we now know as a crone's flare. The amusing part, I know, bless her. The amusing part was the doors turned out to be sensor doors. So if you approach, they auto open. When the door (sighs) opened, it was because somebody else needed the loo. So I not only had a few people standing there, but also the bus outside, all looking at the reactions of the next people in line. Since that episode, I've learned to work around my condition and not let my condition work me if that makes sense oh, oh now that i have an almost sense. it does make sense i was gonna she said now that i have an almost adult son who has grown up knowing i have faulty plumbing he's installed <laughs> an app into my car phone ipad and watch so i know where all the public loos are at all times i want that app i want that, that app. is amazing and then she sent us a gorgeous picture um Aww. thank you gia thank you so yeah, much that was you. brilliant thank you for sharing um yeah. Oh my God. That's um, I, it's, it's literally thoroughly because I don't enjoy other people's pain, but also no. it's a, there's it's, a sense of we've all been there, isn't we there? We have all been. Well, apart from anything else, it's, it is absolutely the stuff of nightmares. It's up there with teeth falling out in my dreams. Is the 
dream that I am going to the loo and I suddenly realize that's in a public place with like, or, 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 or like it's glass all the way around or it's in the middle of Piccadilly Circus mm-hmm. or something like that. Just absolutely it's like, it's like forgetting your trousers, isn't it? It's like realizing yeah. that you've forgotten your trousers. Yeah, oh, just that's, awful. A bad, that's a, a bad dream. Doug once with his friends at school, they had yeah. these in their physics A-level, they had a teacher who used to say, he he was a Welshman and he used to go forgetting your ruler or your calculator or whatever it is is like forgetting your trousers <laughs> and they all turned up on their last day of their physics level without their trousers on <gasps> oh I such wags it was really funny <laughs> <laughs> but when not intended as a joke not ideal to have dreams not about not, not wearing your trousers no no not ideal but yeah that was ace and and um yeah any more embarrassing stories would we would love to please hear let them, us know will... and then yeah maybe <laughs> we'll we'll think about our next potential targets for yeah what we can what we can all get really irate discussing I, again yeah, i like in the meantime god i'm gonna look up as soon as we stop recording this podcast what kind of technology you can get that lets you know where all the public loos are yeah <laughs> thanks so yeah because i only know if public loos have been closed all over the place so that's not great so so i have to think of waitrose or m&s really i think or or a bush i do yeah i i i have i have done bushes um around bath but that's if you have to go far and out far out enough on the canal path really to be able to do a bush otherwise i i tend to do a uh do a pub or a cafe which I, is a bit I embarrassing because really, you just got to go I feel in. Guilty. I, I feel know. Really I guilty. do know what you mean. Yeah, I just feel I need to sort of yeah. buy five slices of cake and a cup of tea before I can use the yeah. facilities. Oh God. Yeah. No. An app. Right. I'm going to look into that. Me too. In the meantime, do get in touch. WR Podcast at, at Anthem Anthem I completely wow. forgot. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so, all right. She's only been working here five minutes, so she oh doesn't have a clue. Oh, my God. And then we would love to hear from you. Read your emails aloud if you so permit us. And yeah. carry on chatting shit. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories, as we'd love to include them in a future podcast. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe, that way you won't miss the next episode. For just £2 a month, you can become one of our first supporters on Patreon. For the price of a coffee, you'll have our undying adoration and a couple of exclusive perks too. Please go to patreon.com forward slash women's running and join our gang. Happy running. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.